0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Essential Presents. So I came across something the other day that likened um, how old you are to the time of day it was. To the time of day it was, yeah. So it, it said if you are 15 years old it is 11—wait, I'm going to read it. If you're 15 years old, it's 10.25 in the morning. And then it kept going on and kept—I'll read some of them. If you are 20 years old, it is 11.34 a.m. If you're 25 years old, It is 1242 p.m. So if you're 25 years old, it's just afternoon. And if your life was just a day, 25 years old, 1242. If you're 35 years old, it is three o'clock in the afternoon. I'll jump a a decade. If you're 45 years old, very close, 45 years old, it's 515 p.m., 515 in the evening, in the late afternoon. Wow, this is, okay, goes on and on. Um, if you're 50 years old, it's 625. Jump to the last number they give. If you're 70 years old, it is 11 o'clock at night. Now, I was, I was looking at that and it just was so good to be able to put like the time of our lives, right, the, the years of our lives into something that's almost manageable or not manageable, it's understandable, graspable. Where it's like, oh my gosh, if at 44 or you know, 45-ish, it is 515 in the afternoon, in the evening, like, I realize most of my life, likely most of my life is behind me and that time is gone now. Who knows how many, how many more days or how many more weeks or years I'll, I'll actually get, but what am I going to do with that time? Time is our most precious commodity. You can, if you lose money, you can get money back. If, you, if your house burns down, you can hopefully build another house. If you, if you lose possessions, you might be able to get them back, but if you lose time, you will never— I will never be able to get that back. I think about this. At seven years old, it is 11 p.m. When I was a young priest, I would often do a lot of nursing home calls because I would lived in a town that there were a lot of nursing homes. And it, was, it, was, it always struck me, and not only the loneliness in nursing homes, which—so if you have something in your heart, it's just like, you know what, I have a heart for people who are lonely and forgotten nursing home. Where are they? They're at the nursing home. Uh, They would love for you to be there. Okay, back to our show. Remember walking through the hallways, making, you know, sick calls and visiting people, bringing communion, praying with them. But walking down the hallway and seeing how many people, after 70 years old even, just spent their days watching TV. Just, Just flicking through the channels or just watching whatever was on, Wheel of Fortune or some soap opera or whatever. And I just thought, oh my gosh, that just, that's what life is now. At 11 o'clock in the day of our life, days of our lives, like the sands of the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. The end of one's life, all I'm doing is I'm just letting the grains of sand drift by or go by and doing nothing but watching TV, just distracting myself from this moment. Now, okay, that's not me making a judgment on that because I'm assessing it, but I'm not judging it in the same sense that like, I don't know what I would do. I know that sometimes if I'm really exhausted or sometimes I'm really sick, like the only thing you can do is probably watch the TV sometimes. It's like, are you wasting time then? I don't know. I'm not commenting on that. What I'm trying to say is that seems like a time when you would want to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do with the last moments of my life? How can I prepare myself to see you face to face? Now, if that's true when it comes to 70, 80, 90 years old, if right now in my life it's 5.15 in the day of my life, I can ask myself the same question because I realize that I can fritter away, I can waste away so much time that I will literally never ever get back unless I make a change. Now this is the thing. Um, I think a lot of us recognize that like, I, know I, I know I waste time, but I'm not willing to make this change. I'm not willing to actually change how I approach time. I'm not willing to change how I approach my life. Why? Because I'm really comfortable, here's the thing, I'm really comfortable with distraction. In fact, distraction becomes kind of the norm for my life. I'm constantly distracted. And I think it's interesting. If you're a person who who you find yourself going, oh my gosh, where's all the time going? And then you look at your life and realize, I think the main culprit for stealing my time has been distraction. I think this, might, this video might be helpful for you. A distraction is anything that takes your attention away from what you should be doing. So a distraction is anything that takes your attention away from what you should be doing. Now, if that's the definition, at least the working definition, my working definition for distraction, it presupposes a couple of things. Here's number one. It presupposes you actually know what you should be doing. I think a lot of us, we kind of go through life without a very clear idea of what it is we should be doing and so uh, we're constantly distracted. Because why? I'm just not doing what I should be doing. So all life becomes is a distraction because clearly I'm not doing what I should be doing because I don't even know what I should be doing. Secondly, we might have a sense of like, here's what I should be doing, but I'm not willing to choose that thing. I'm not willing to actually choose to do what I am supposed to be doing. And so what happens is I just give in to the moment. Like, well, I know I should get up and get after it. I know I should really knuckle down and write this letter. I know I should really pick up the phone and call that person. I know I should just do this thing, but I'm not willing to. I know I should go to bed. How about about this one? I know I should go to bed, but I'm just— This TV show is on and it's easier to sit here on the couch than it is to get up, brush my teeth and fall into bed and go to sleep. So sometimes we don't know what we should be doing, and other times we're not willing to choose to do what we should be doing. So life just becomes an endless succession of distractions. What does it do? It, as I said, steals our time. It steals our productivity, as we know. People say, no, I'm you think I'm distracted, but I'm just multitasking. Well, the studies are in, and every study indicates that very, very few people, meaning maybe zero, can actually Multitask and get the job done well typically we have to monotask or single task to actually get something done really really well so it steals our time it steals our productivity and we know this distraction steals from our relationships because I'm not present here with you because I don't know I'd rather be somewhere else how many times have you seen someone out or a couple people out whether they be on a date or as friends and everyone's on their phones They're basically saying to everyone around there, I'd rather be with someone else other than you. I'd rather be somewhere other than here. So it steals our time, it steals our productivity, it steals our relationships, and actually, ultimately, it can steal our souls. Uh, Saint Alphonsus Liguri, he has this massive quote. It it, it was a massive quote for me because it hit my heart like a ton of bricks, or I don't know, even a metric ton of bricks. He said, there's two ways a person can lose their soul. Two ways a person can lose their soul. One is through mortal sin, which we know, right? Ben know that's the case. The second way a person can lose their soul, according to St. Alphonsus Liguori, not only mortal sin, but what he called voluntary distraction. Like, just let that sink in for a second. If this doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguori, says that the two ways we can lose our souls are through mortal sin and voluntary distraction and we live in an age of distraction. What does that mean about my soul? What does it mean about your soul? If you and I are constantly distracted, we're not doing what we should be doing. When we should be doing it, what does it say about my soul? Or where I'm aimed at ending up ultimately? If I don't have a clear sense of what I should be doing, I don't really have a clear sense of God's will right? And if I don't choose to do what God has placed in, front of, placed in front of me, then I'm not choosing to do God's will. If I'm constantly distracting myself away from what I should be doing or should be choosing, if I'm constantly distracting myself away from being present to the people that God has placed right in front of me or doing the task that God has placed right in front of me or living the life God has given to me and looks I'm too busy scrolling through and trying to watch, look, watch someone else's life, that I'm not living the life he has given me and you're not living the life God has given you. And that day, that hour of the day, is just passing by second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour, until the very end. And I realize that I have not done the secret of a saint, that I have not done the secret of holiness. And this is the secret of holiness. The secret of holiness is to will one thing, right? To choose one thing. In, a, in an age of distraction, in an age of multitasking, Holiness is to will one thing, to will what God wills, to love him above everything, to love our neighbor as ourselves. But if we're constantly distracted, I don't know what I ought to be doing. I don't choose to do what I ought to choose to be doing. Then we find ourselves losing not only our time and our productivity and our relationships, we could find ourselves losing our souls. So here's the thing. Turn off the phone. Here's the thing, when you should be doing the task or talking to the person or sleeping, just to be able to say, I can do that. I can choose that kind of a thing. Why? Because you are made to be a saint. I'm made to be a saint. God's grace is there, which means that you can actually monotask. And when you do that, you're not simply increasing productivity. You're not simply increasing the value of your relationships. You're saying yes to the Father. And you're becoming holy. So, why not? Why not put it down? Why not do the task right in front of you rather than wanting to be somewhere else doing something else? Why not be a saint? Why not be holy and will one thing? Just a question. For all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. Be sure to like, subscribe, and do all those fun things. God bless.